the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, episode 198. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, on to the show. Morning, Sandra. Good morning. It's a brand new day. It feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) It is a brand new day. I know. I know. I really... um, I still, I feel, uh, I'm trying to lean into it, right? Mm -hmm. I still feel like there's a, like another shoe that's going to drop. I've been, um, trying to process that feeling though for a while. And I think it just goes back to, and, and I hope this doesn't sound high dramatic, but, um, I, you know, I, I grew up with a father who was, um, very verbally abusive Mm. and I don't need to expand on it, but, um, you know, it was a house where my sibling and my mom, we were all always just walk kind of walking on eggshells, Mm. you know, that feeling like, don't be too loud don't get out of hand, you know, just, just move about quietly and maybe we won't set them off. Yeah. And, um, and then I, and then I married my father (laughs) Mm, the first time around. Right. Yeah. (laughs) The first time, not Mark, (laughs) not, not, not husband number two. Yeah. Um, and so then it was another 10 years of that, you know, um, you know, leaving home at whatever, 17 when I left, but, um, so I think, you know, that has been a feeling that I felt over the last four years. So I'm still kind Mm. of, um, unraveling from that, um, feeling that way for the, you know, the last four years, just like, again, like who's in charge, it yeah. feels like a loose cannon here. You know, right. you never not safe, not safe, unpredictable. Yeah. Um, 
I just very unsafe. And so I'm still, yeah, I still feel like I'm trying to like, just lean in, into the good, positive hopefulness, Yeah, but I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm still a little bit reeling from that. I feel a little raw and touchy. Yeah. That makes sense though. I mean, total sense. Um, yeah, I had a mom that had to keep us at bay when my dad was working on projects because it never went well. It was a lot of cussing and verbal stuff going on. And so she was always a nervous person kind of keeping us back and had to kind of get the um, temperature of the room always when you walked in. Mm -hmm. That kind of feeling of like, what, yeah, like you said, like waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then when you're like, oh, it's good. Okay. All right. Everything's fine. And then you could be a certain way. Right. Yeah. Um, I get that. I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting, we're talking, so we've been recording every Wednesday this January. I should preface it a little bit. The, on the, on the first week of the year, it was the insurrection. The second Wednesday that we recorded was, um, the impeachment. (laughs) The third Wednesday, which was this week was the inauguration. So it was like these three eyes that were happening and every Wednesday was so much like things were, we would record and then things would happen (laughs) afterwards, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like, we're in our own little bubble in the morning. And then we, we would record and then not do our intros yet. And then like life was happening right after the podcast was recorded. And um, so with our intros and things, we were recording them a couple of days later and having these, I don't know, I just had different feelings a couple of days later, even just hours later after we recorded. And so today I wanted to just come on, come on and kind of talk about it. And uh, the day of the inauguration, we recorded um, for a future episode. And then I clicked on the inauguration and I I've always watched them, but this one just felt different. And I wasn't trying to make it feel different or make it bigger than it needed to be. Or like, oh, I'm so relieved Trump is gone because, you know, that's, again, people are going to be on different sides of the party lines that are listening to this. But for me, I was just, I just kind of was going about my business and watching the inauguration. I didn't realize how much of an impact it was going to have on my feelings that day. Mm -hmm. It was like my body had released something that I hadn't planned on. I know. And once I saw Kamala put her hand on that Bible, I just lost my shit. Same. I just was like, oh my God, this is so freaking historic. I know. I didn't, I I didn't plan for it. I didn't, I mean, of course I knew she was going to be, but I didn't know how I was going to be. And then I was transfixed. Right. It's like, yeah, no matter, no matter really who you voted for, even if you voted for Biden and Harris and you know that there's no politician that's going to come in and fix like Uh racial injustice and economic inequalities and climate change and the pandemic overnight. That is not going to (laughs) happen. You have to admit that like seeing women on Uh that stage and seeing diversity on that stage and seeing art again on that stage. I mean, in front of the Capitol, it's like, you have to admit that that feels hopeful. Yes. That's the word, right? That's the word. I I, I didn't realize that I'd kind of lost it along the way, Sandra. Yeah. It's almost like you, um, not you, me getting numb. Um, And I know that feeling, right? And I didn't really fully, I couldn't understand that until Wednesday. And it was like every little bit of art, every, I mean, the pendant that Lady Gaga was wearing of the dove and her Mm -hmm. dress 
and watching JLo come down in this white outfit and just look regal and gorgeous and no tears. Like I would have just broken down. I can't even imagine the magnitude of being up there. I know. Um, and then just for me, it was like really quickly, like for a minute, because I have some catastrophic thinking, um, I'm going to go here with it. But while I was watching, I was like, please God, don't let anybody assassinate anybody. Please God, don't let anybody. Like I was thinking that because of what had just happened Same. two weeks prior. Again, waiting for the other <laughs> shoe to drop. I was just like, something's going to go wrong. Something's going something right. to, something horrible and tragic is going to happen. Right. Yeah. It was, it was like hypervigilance. And then I was like, stop. You can't, I, I really literally had to say to myself, stop thinking that way. Enjoy like what what is being said here. Enjoy. Like when I saw Sonia Sotomayor, you know, going to swear her in, it was just, mm-hmm. I had read her biography a couple of years ago and what an amazing story um, she has. Right. And the women and the, and like you said, just seeing art again and seeing clothing and fashion and decorum and protocol and respect. Like I didn't realize how much I'd been missing that, mm-hmm. you know? I just, it was like encapsulated in that ceremony. And in light of what we just saw those images two weeks ago, it was like night and day. Couldn't have been more opposite, right? I know. It was spectacular. And I I just wasn't expecting to feel that patriotic that day. I wasn't expecting to feel the beauty of it in the way that I did. Mm -hmm. I was very, um, that was a beautiful byproduct of that inauguration. I mean, I know it's a changing of the guard, but to really, um, to just really sit with it and be with it. I miss the poem being read. So a friend sent me a video right after um, I taught my class and I got to watch it. And my God. Amanda Gorman. Yeah. (laughs) I was spellbound by her. Absolutely spellbound. (laughs) her her words were stunning but coupled with her beautiful presentation um the way she just used her delicate little hands and Uh so beautiful and I don't know if you noticed that she was wearing this really um ring that I kept like my eyes just kept like I was, you know, a magpie looking right. for something sparkly. I just kept looking at that ring. Yeah. And I read that um, Oprah gave it to her. And oh. it is a caged bird um, from, uh, you know, in, in reference to Maya Angelou. Oh, and yeah, yeah. But just the way you like her makeup was like mm-hmm. that gold sparkly. I was just yeah. so entranced with her that yellow coat. Oh, so bright and her hair and just her dignity and grace and kind of, I was hanging on her every word, every like word. edge of the seat going like, what fantastic thing is, just, what phrase is she going to say next? It's going to punch me in the heart. You know what I mean? Right, it was right. It was and so hopeful. It was so her, hopeful. her words, her words made me feel patriotic. Yeah. I mean, just as much as um, Biden's, you know, inaugural speech did, but her words made me patriotic yeah. because it embraced all of it. You know, mm-hmm. the grief and the growth, the yeah. hurt and the hope. Yeah. Um, oh, 
It was just so beautiful. Well, she won the day. She stole that day. I mean, (laughs) that day was, I mean, it was about a lot of things, but she was a bright light. I quickly went on Instagram and started following her. Same. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How adorable were her stories? So cute. And like, she's posing with Obama's. (laughs) She's like, so happy. Um, With Lady Gaga, you know, it was just like she, her youth, her beautiful 22 year old youth, hopefulness, um, that bright, she's a ray of light. That's what I just kept thinking. Like she, when she talked about, I wrote down these words, there is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it, if Mm. only we're brave enough to be it. Right. And I thought that was so beautiful. Well, all of it was beautiful, but that just really punctuated, um, something for me that day. And it was, I don't know, I just, so many emotions in just three weeks time. Like that was a roller coaster and I was holding on for dear life, doing so many things to try to stay sturdy. (laughs) And I needed, I think I needed some art and some beauty and some hope and some um, kind of ritual of like the things that we do. Something about that was comforting that they didn't call that off because of what had happened, even though I'm sure it was very high risk for them to be doing all of the things and the security that had to be done. But they were like, not going to let them take that away. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. Obviously, tons of work still needs to be done in so many areas. But just like that day, could, we could pause for a minute. I think the country needed that. I I agree. I knew I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I was I was writing my gratitude list that day, and I was just thinking of things that I was grateful for. Um, obviously, to see a woman in office as vice president for the first time, it's just finally, (laughs) finally. Um, but, and I felt like I was writing down, so it was like relief I felt, and um, I was grateful for service and public servants and, um, um, diplomacy and just the art and the poetry, you know, that we got that day. And, um, first, there was a lot of firsts that are happening right now, Mm -hmm. um, on, in many different ways. And so I, I don't know, I just, Uh, That night I was working and um, Natalie texted me like, are you watching the concert? Are you watching the show tonight? And I was like, oh, I don't even know how to see that. So I got on and I saw, you know, I I heard Katy Perry singing and I'm crying. And then I hear John Legend singing and I'm crying. I'm like, wow, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting these feelings today. Yeah. Yeah. I I just came out. I didn't get to see that. So I'm going to have to go back and catch some of the highlights yeah I have a fantasy of lip syncing um fireworks by Katy Perry in like Mm -hmm. a a show so that I when that came on I was like oh she's singing my song (laughs) I was once in a quote-unquote cabaret um a couple years before I got sober and I sang stand by your man by um Tammy Wynette uh-huh. I lip synced to Emmy, um, okay. by your man. Yeah. Not singing. Um, and, um, I was Elon Woods and I was singing it to Tiger Woods at the time. Cause he'd had a scandal. Oh, right. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was her and it was very kind of campy cabaret is what they called it, but it really, you know, it was just like this fun campy community show that we did as a fundraiser to raise money for art in the school. Um, and I wanted to do it every year, that song with a different man that was in trouble in the news. Cause always <laughs> a man. And, and the director's like, no, once it's been done once, I don't think that would be funny. I said, Oh, I think it would be hilarious. Like every, every year people be wondering, 
who I'm going to do, you know, like, what is it going to be? Um, but the director didn't like that idea. So I had a resentment and I never participated again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was my deal, but yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like just even the songs that, that, uh, John Legend sang, um, a song, I don't know who does it originally, but I know Michael Bublé has done it, uh, feeling good, you know, it's a new dawn, it's a new day and I'm feeling good. And when he saying that, I was like, that's beautiful. That's how I feel. That's how it mm. felt. That's how it felt on Wednesday. I have to also mention that, you know, my, my little East Texas heart completely melted when Garth Brooks came out and sang Grace. I don't know. I've missed that you. part. Oh yeah. You probably missed that too. Oh, I need to go watch that. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Garth. I at the, Garth. In- at the inauguration he did. Yeah. That's amazing. I yeah, it was pretty amazing. Sure. Yeah, Garth, I, I just watched his documentary a couple months ago. Um, that was interesting about his story. Um, yeah. Can we talk about Lady Gaga's dress? Oh, it wasn't it beautiful. Oh she are a Pelly, I think. Um, which Ooh. makes sense. Just uh, what is that? What do you mean, Shira? Uh Shiara Pelly, the designer. Oh, you would know that. Yes. No, I don't know who that is. Mm. Magic. Uh, <laughs> I mean that whole thing that was a gown I know I know she well you know when to always you know outdo <laughs> everyone right that's right that's right I know I saw some negative comments somewhere on social media about like really you're gonna wear a gown and I was like yeah she's gonna where else is she gonna wear a gown like that why too not? of course you're why not why not yeah. uh, and all the coats were so fantastic Michelle Obama's coat, her mm. outfit was that color is yeah. my favorite. I used to call it wine. I really wish there was a different name for that color. Right. <laughs> yeah. She looked awesome. And I like that she cranberry. Was- Maybe it's cranberry. Mm. Yeah. That it was a pantsuit though. I loved. Oh, it was gorgeous. You know? Yeah. Grief. That's my favorite color. I think. I oh yeah. Beautiful color. on her. And then the blue of Jill Biden's I thought was gorgeous too. Dr. Yes. Biden. And I liked how she was introduced as Dr. Biden. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that color too. It reminded me of my favorite. It was my favorite Crayola color as a kid, cornflower blue. Do you Ooh, remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do love that color. I, do. I, sure. I have a, I have a piece of, um, I went to this, um, anyway, it doesn't matter where I went, but I picked up a piece of foundation, um, cement block that has that color on the top of it like it was painted on top. So it's a little piece of a foundation of a building. Um, and it has that cornflower blue and I love it. I love it sitting on my desk. And just because I'm drawn, I was drawn to it on new year's day. I was like, that's metaphoric. That's symbolic, that little piece of foundation. Um, yeah, she was gorgeous too. And her children and uh, the whole thing was yummy. Yeah, it was, it was so, um, yeah, again, just felt uh, like a sigh, you know, like it yeah. just kind of let out a bit of a sigh. I feel like it was like a collective sigh. I think I felt it from the world or something. You know what I mean? It's just this kind of, okay. And knowing that things aren't going to be perfect and that nothing is solved with just one man or, you know what I mean? But, it, but, but like to feel like the shift, the, that there's a shift happening and it felt good felt really good. Um, can we talk for a minute about the thing that I think was the beaut- another kind of fun pro- byproduct of the day, Bernie Sanders? Oh my God. 
I, I didn't know how much I needed to laugh that day too. Well, and I thought I had seen all of them and I was like over it. And then I saw a few, um, last night that I was yes. like crying, trying to show my husband and I, and you know, and he's like, I guess he was trying to be over it too, but I'm like, no, you, I'm sorry, but you have to see these two. <laughs> it was hilarious. So Earlier in the day, I'm on a I'm on a tech thread because I lead um, a meeting on the Luckiest Club with Laura McCowan, and so we have a tech thread with 14 of the team leaders. So all day long, the text is going off in some way or another. But early in the day, when I think when the Bernie memes just started coming out after the ceremony, um, we got a couple in the thread, and I was just laughing. And then they just flooded the thread, and then they're like, "You guys, it's all over social media. You guys have got to go capture some of these." <laughs> It's just hilarious. Like, I think there was one, I'm paraphrasing, but something like, uh, like Bernie was just going to go do a thing, go to Joe's thing. And then he was going to go run some errands afterwards or something like that's how he was dressed and had that. Well, and that, that's exactly what I told. That's exactly what I said to, um, my son before, before, you know, the memes even started, I was like, he looks like he just kind of popped in and he's got shit to do, you know, like, yeah. this is just this is like a work day. <laughs> one thing on his to-do list. He's like, let's get it let's get going pomp and circumstance come on let's go and such a practical man got things to do and the mittens the (laughs) fucking mittens just like completely cracked me up apparently the this woman who like she has an etsy store or something and i think she was like stop it i'm not making you mittens no sometimes (laughs) some things are special and one of a kind you're not (laughs) no this is not the woman who made them yes yeah (laughs) Well, I was thinking about Jen Geigley, um, who's been on our podcast before because she um, had knitted a scarf for Joe by right. and his wife, I believe. And so after I saw Bernie's mittens, you know, that was being made fun. I was like, I wonder if Joe wore her scarf yesterday. Surely we would have heard about it. But um, I, I just thought, yay for knitting too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's just celebrate it all. Just these clunky little mittens that he's got on and his manila envelope <laughs> he's carting around, you know, just very, very staples, like the office... Depot should have him as like a in front of Office Depot selling Manila envelopes. But it just gave some levity too. It was like laughter again. So a lot of tears that day, but also I think the joy and the hope was also that there was some levity and there was some um, jokes going around that weren't just you know it just wasn't negative. I didn't feel right. that way. I didn't no. feel like it was. Uh, even if people didn't, you know, enjoy Lady Gaga's dress, it was like a tiny little blip of something instead of it being. Um, yeah, instead of that being how it's been. So right, just divisive rhetoric mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, no, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. It was uh it was a day for for uh again, didn't even understand how I was gonna feel until it started unfolding. And that was kind of the, the surprise of it too. Like I think I surprised myself um with having those feelings come out. And another byproduct of not drinking is I got to feel right? I've been feeling yeah. a lot of heaviness um, the last three, four weeks. And um, for many reasons, not just the political climate, but it was nice to just kind of remember that I can also feel these feelings too, you know, yeah. that I'm clear for those and, and ready to show up. So that was it. I think I just wanted to come on and chat with you today because it was just so kind of, uh, 
you know, we had done the one after the insurrection <laughs> and because we had been recording every Wednesday, it just felt like, oh, one more thing, one more thing. And this felt like something beautiful and joyful to, uh, to chat about. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm glad I, I almost said, uh, I can't, I can't talk about it anymore. And I was like, yes, I can. I, <laughs> I, again, just so inspired by, mm, I just, I needed some positivity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Same here. So this will be short. This will be it. I was I want, hoping if you wanted to promote your new program, because you and I are going to be taking a break. We are. February. We're almost to a million downloads. We would love if people support our Patreon. Um, you guys have been so great who have been supporting us all along, but so that we can keep going and doing our thing. Um, all the links are in the bio on SoundCloud for, to get to our Patreon. Patreon.com backslash uh, the unruffled podcast. It's really easy to find. Right. Um, and, you know, I know we say it in our little recorded intro that probably most people fast forward through, but I know you said that you just went back and read some of our oh, um, yes. ratings and reviews on, on iTunes. And we really appreciate that. So, um, so awesome. If you, yeah. If you haven't left us a rating and review, we would love that. Um, yeah. A very free and easy way to support the podcast because people read those apparently we have so many nice comments on there um yeah I was reading them recently and I was like oh people are so and then when you know who they are too it's like oh that's so nice um so on our unruffled podcast on soundcloud if you go to soundcloud and search for the unruffled podcast that's it's usually the link that we put out in um, our secret facebook group or what I put out on social media on facebook um, and on Instagram. So in that profile on the Unruffled podcast on SoundCloud, I have links to go to Sandra's website, my website, um, music done by Caitlin Schumacher. You can get taken to her website to learn more about her. Um, there's a link to become a patron of the show and there's a link to leave a rating on iTunes. So we make it super simple. If you just go there, you can click on one of those links, just take a minute. We'd really appreciate it. It would really help the show. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so I, um, planning is, I, I, I plan, um, I, I plan what, what abstract, abstract planning is what I do. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about this. Well, so abstract <laughs> planning is that, you know, you're going to do something sometime in the future, but you haven't nailed down the date. <laughs> it's not precise planning. It's abstract planning. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going to release, um, the next incarnation of the last 30 days, but I wasn't sure when, and I released it yesterday. Um, so oh. it's open for enrollment again. And, um, I made some changes to it and now it's a five week course. It's a five week co- course now designed to help you transition from the fallowness of winter into the ripe potential of spring. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And, um, it's, uh, it's a course where each week we explore a theme, a topic, and the, the, the theme is presented by a guide, an iconic guide, um, like Frida Kahlo and Dolly Parton, but they use their Enneagram um, to inform the guidance. And so we talk about the Enneagram a lot, as well as, um, you know, the, the importance of each guide. And we make some art and, um, I added a fifth week because based on some feedback, I got, 
um, I heard that it would be nice to have a whole week to explore everyone's own personal um, Enneagram number. So I I tacked the fifth week on to the end for that because um, I thought that'd just be a nice way to close it out. And so um, if you go to theunruffled.com, um, the message bar at the top, if you click on that, you can go and sign up and we're, we're going to start on the, on February 8th and enrollment will be open eh, probably until then, probably until the seventh. Um, um, and then real quick, um, I'm going to do a version point two of, of the last 30 days, um, and that will come out in March. So it's just going to be kind of boom, boom. They're not going to overlap. And version two will have new, new topics, new guides with any, with, with different Enneagram numbers. So awesome. That's it. That's exciting. I love it. it. Exciting. It was such a great class. So yeah, if anybody hasn't taken it, I took it. I loved it. I love all the art that I made. I love the community that I made with the other women. I loved getting to see their art. I love learning more about these, um, what these archetypes that you picked and the women Joan of Arc, you know, was a fantastic one. And St. Hildegard of Benjamin and Dolly, like all, it was great. It was awesome class. So I highly recommend it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And for me, uh, yeah. moving, <laughs> I feel like some, um, I'm going to have a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I don't, I like a new chance to start over and be fresh, but you know, moving is just not fun and it's going to be pretty emotional for me. Yeah. I think. Oh, so, yeah. um, yeah, I'm just going to really try to take care of myself. Um, I'm not taking any new clients right now. I'm pretty full. And, um, but once I think I get settled and get into that, I, I will open that back up again and get in a new groove. Um, so yeah, but the best way to learn about anything going on with me, which I probably be writing more during that time, since we're not doing the podcast is my newsletter. And you can get that at TammySolace.com and find out when my new offerings are coming up. Um, yeah, that's what I got going on. All right. All right. Well, thanks for doing this impromptu podcast. I think it felt necessary and, um, and, uh, like a nice way to mark, to mark things, to mark time. I agree. Yeah. So while we're on a break, which I know we have one more week coming up, but listen to our old podcast. If you've been a guest on our show, please share it. Please share your episode again. You know, these are kind of evergreen, your stories that can help people. And we want to get to a million downloads. We're like at 970,000 right now. So, oh my gosh. We're so I know. Close. Very exciting. So um, yeah, that's it. that's it. Have a good one, Sandra. Okay. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.